Unsurprisingly, the Nerd and Tie podcast is a part of the Nerd and Tie podcast network. For more podcasts from actual play to true crime to witchcraft, go to nerdandtie.com or join our Discord, where you can find an invite at nerdandtie.com slash discord. Did you know you could sponsor Nerd and Tie? That's right, for just $20, we'd say your name here. We'd say how cool you are. We'd even say, hey man, nice shoes. All you have to do is go to nerdandtie.com, click on the sponsor's information, and uh, follow the instructions there. It's easy, it's simple, even even you could do it. Or you can contribute to our legal fund by going to gofundme.com slash nerdandtie. On this month's edition of Nerd and Tie, we look at the best and worst of 2021, a year that happened. Also, we've got actual stuff in the mailbag and updates to the Vomit Hat Steam Challenge. Say it ain't so. Say it's impossible. Say it's nerd and tie. is possible nothing's impossible if you hope and dream hard enough a lot of good changes to the status quo this uh this month i think um (laughs) i'm so excited and of course my uh i am the uh uh, tolerable nick izumi and joining me is uh um, reminding us to actually get something recorded is my friend and yours, Trey Dorn. I'm the taller of all one. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's objectively <laughs> true. Yeah. I still hate the pun. Yeah. Um, and the shorter of one is. My friend and everyone's, Gen Proc. You stole my joke. I was going to do that. I, I also, <laughs> I realized like, I should have said it as taller, able one. And, <laughs> and like, and, and I just, I just whiffed right past it. And I'd like to apologize to the fans, the listeners, and the home audience playing along. Hey, everyone would get a kick out of the fact that I use the, like, really long set of tongs to get things off the tall sh- off the high shelves well you know I'll, I'll tell you i was visiting my parents and uh over over the holidays and uh there there was a point where my mother who is like five well she used to be five six i think she's five four now as she has shrunk over the years um asked me to to get something down from a high shelf. every time she'd like repeatedly over the course of a couple of days it asked me to get something down from a high shelf and then she's like, I can't believe you can reach that. And I'm just like, I'm, <laughs> why? <laughs> I'm, why can't you believe that there tall people exist? I was, it's, I was six foot three when I lived in your house. I'm still six foot three. It's a mystery. <laughs> I didn't, it didn't change. <laughs> like, I, I, people are a conspiracy made I, up by NASA. I know my dad's only five ten. But mom, your your brother's six seven. I often have to call um, Eric 
and and ask if I can borrow his if I can use his tall. He's not even all that tall. He's pretty short. He's, he, but he's taller than me, and that's what counts. Because <laughs> he's the tallest one in this household. I mean, it, it's true that Krista occasionally asks me to get things down from high shelves, um, and then later asks me to put things on high shelves. Hmm. But she's she's five two, so you know. I'm, you know, uh, I I always uh, say that it's. Uh, never a good sign at the uh, anime store that I uh, part-time work at that I'm one of the taller people there. But but I take comfort in that I'm not the tallest person there. So that's something. What? Why do you take comfort in that? Because I don't want to be the tall person. I'm small. I've always been small. But you could be, like, tall and graceful. Well, with great height comes great responsibilities. Ain't that the truth? And we just don't want them. Exactly. You can have them. And speaking of great responsibility. None of us have seen Spider-Man. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> there is... Spoiler of the episode. Spoiler of the episode. There's no safe way for me to see the Spider-Man movie with, with my immunocompromised spouse, so uh, I just haven't seen it. I'm a diabetic, and I am high... I am not risking health complications for a Spider-Man movie I can see in a couple of months on demand. I haven't seen the first one, the the first two of them, so whatever. Well, that you should Wait. remedy. I, that yeah, that some, you should wait remedy. A minute, Someday. Wait a minute. How Sometime are we Sunday. defining the first two of them? Oh, well, Because like, I'm of the understanding that in order for this to make sense, you need to right. see Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, and no, you Spider-Man need to see, you, and you, Spider-Man You, you left two. out one. Spider-Man. You left out one. <laughs> you forgot Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Did I? No, I, did... I left that out on purpose. But you have to. you still have to see it. You have to, you have to watch all five seven five? seven. Up you have to, to watch, seven now. You have to watch all seven theatrical films and yep. all of the MCU movies, <laughs> including Doctor Strange for sure. Um, oh, I, and I, wa- I saw that one. Probably, I haven't seen this this movie yet, so it might help to watch WandaVision and Loki. Um, seen those? Who knows? It and then maybe into the Spider Verse, just to introduce the concept of multiverses and Spider Man. Saw that. So, so all of those, and then you're ready to see the new Spider Man movie. All right, I'm just not ready. I I guess, but <laughs> but that does mean as Nick was attempting to introduce our first topic. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna because this is our so, uh, this is our best of 2021 episode. We always do a best of the year episode because we're lazy and don't want to come up with a topic over the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually there's not a whole lot to discuss aside from what were the, the highlights and lowlights of the year. So yeah. we're going to start out with um, uh, the universal theme that I think a lot of us can relate to, which is uh, what we thought the best movie of 2021 was. And um, yeah, that's a lot of a lot of movies. This is, <laughs> there were still a lot of movies, which was you know a weird, weird year after um after movies seemingly shut down 
um, during uh, COVID. And then uh, uh, instead, uh, companies started embracing direct-to-streaming. And then a bunch of weird white guy auteur directors started complaining that cinema is dying because apparently that's more important than people dying. So we started opening up theaters again for some reason. It's it's okay. I'm I'm I heard there was this uh this the last duel that <laughs> that no one saw it because of apathy or something. I I just didn't know it existed until I saw Ridley Scott complaining about it in an article like after it was out of theaters. I knew it existed. I saw promos for it, and then I realized what the the last duel like what the duel was actually about and i was like no thank you i just i honestly good i didn't know the movie existed i i the and the only promo i heard about it was on a robert evans podcast which if the only place you're advertising your movie is anarchist leftist podcasts it's not a great way to promote your movie oh it was it was all over youtube ads for a hot minute let's let's uh, see i i pay for youtube premium so i don't see there you go i don't see ads on youtube all right um but we should talk about the good movies we can argue about that movie when it comes to the second half of film i guess um good movies i saw i actually saw a good number of movies this year um, so did I. Uh, part because of, like things were hit streaming. Like you know, I probably wouldn't have bothered seeing Dune if it wasn't on streaming. Honestly, um, mm. even I did like it. It's it's not my best movie of the year by far, but it was still enjoyable. Um, it was very visually beautiful. Uh, but like uh, thanks to the wonders of drive-in movie theaters, I saw a ton of movies over the summer. Um, and pro- you know. I'm going to pitch this out there, and it's probably not what anyone expects me to suggest for the best movie of the year. Uh, but I do think my favorite movie this year was Free Guy. Mm. That is a surprise. I, I'm i legitimately shook. I did not see that one yet. Me neither. Oh, it's, I mean, it's, it's an enjoyable, kind of mostly light comedy. <laughs> but, um, you know, Ryan Reynolds is... Ryan Reynolds it up, admittedly. He, you know, he plays, like, one character. But... Um, not, to clarify for the audience, not as in in that movie, but just in his entire career. Correct. Yes. <laughs> Granted, but, it's not a bad character. It's quite enjoyable but character. But this is, like, the wide-eyed variant of it. Um, And it also stars, though, uh, Jodie Comer, who also starred in The Last Duel. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but she stars opposite uh, Ryan Reynolds in that. Uh, and I th- I think it's just, it's, it's delightfully fun. Um, and it wasn't a, like, it's, it's true that it plays off of the knowledge of existing franchises. Like the, the movie owes a lot to the existence of GTA online and things like that. But, um, it is overall a refreshing, you know, not a remake, not a sequel. It's an original thing, and it's fun and lighthearted, and while still, like, feeling like you care about the characters, it's well acted. It's Ryan Reynolds playing the wide-eyed version of his one character, where it's the less sarcastic. It, it's like the least sarcastic version of Ryan Reynolds you're going to see in a movie 
for the in the last decade. Hmm. That's fair. Again, what do you have a pick? I do. Um, and I don't know if this will come as a surprise, but my favorite movie of this year is the Pixar animated film Luca. I, I haven't seen I that yet. And it looked that. really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a really cute story about um, this little town in Italy um, and these mer people, these you know water monsters, who who try to integrate themselves into this little town. Hmm. And it's very charming and heartwarming and cute and. It's got really good music, and it's just a good little, like, feel-good movie. That sounds adorable. <laughs> yeah, I, it is. It looked a lot like Lou Over the Wall, which was a um, a uh, movie that uh, the Devil Man Crybaby guy directed um, mm. last year. So I'm... Which a movie I also really like. So I'd, I'd really like to see what Pixar did. I usually like their movies. I didn't get to see that one yet. Um, My vote for best movie is the one that's going to probably surprise next to nobody. <laughs> because it was literally a movie that I have wanted to exist for, uh, for, for most of my lifetime. And uh, it did not disappoint. Uh, my, my favorite movie of this year was Green Knight, uh, the the David Lowry adaptation of the um, of the classical Arthurian poem. Um, it's uh, profoundly creepy and unnerving, and just and is about loneliness and. Uh, the concept of honor and perhaps also toxic masculinity and just a whole lot of really interesting things in this incredibly sad and incredibly, um, I guess, emotional movie that I just really loved. I, I love, love, loved it. So I, I have a feeling this year, just because uh, none of us saw each other's movie picks, uh, we're just gonna end <laughs> up with three winners because I I did I can't yeah. I can't talk I can't argue that one thing was better than another when I didn't see the other two. Exactly. Uh, I do think that we should give out some shout outs to some other great movies that came out this year though. Um, oh, oh yeah, we should. Like obviously Shang Chi was amazing. Um, I mean it was still just a Marvel movie, but it was it was probably it it's fine to get some good martial arts into the MCU. Uh, I, I'm hesitant to call it just a Marvel movie because yeah. it was a like Tony Long's performance as uh, oh, yeah. when Wu was to write home about yeah. and getting Michelle Yeoh and a member of the uh, Jackie Chan stunt team gave it more than legitimate Kung Fu movie chops. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I understand that there's some criticism about Aquafina and like, um, her relationship with, say, uh, racism in the black community. But uh, overall, I thought it was a really good movie, um, and I really enjoyed all the performances in it. Um, I enjoyed the fact that, you know, as uh, I have no criticisms of Aquafina's performance in the film, and I enjoyed the fact that they made the wacky sidekick and the love interest the same person. Um, 
Also Morris. I would like more Morris. Yeah. Overall, overall, I really enjoyed uh, Shang-Chi. I also really enjoyed uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, I I loved that movie. That it was movie a lot was, of fun. That movie was a lot of fun. Um, it's it didn't make my you know what it, it's it it didn't make my um my best movie just because it's a movie that I was really glad I saw and I'm glad I, you know I'm I'm glad I watched it but I probably won't watch it a second time immediately. I'm. My uh, pro if I was going to separate like a favorite superhero movie I saw this year, mine was actually like with little to no consideration. It goes to the Suicide Squad. Oh, that was um, really good too. I really it, it enjoyed was, that. It was lewd, crude, and socially unacceptable, but. Probably more importantly, aside from a tight script and great performances, it's one of the only times I've seen a big budget studio put out such a blatantly anti-imperialist film. Yeah. The fact that they were able to do that with DC Comics characters is nothing short of a miracle, if you ask me. Yeah, it's I, I really enjoyed that movie also. Um, God, there's so we had so many so many movies this year. Um, like there's so many movies I saw that I liked. You know, like I like I mentioned Dune earlier. Dune is a visually gorgeous film, right? Like it is. It is like I have criticisms of the movie, and I think I think we talked about it last month. I can't remember. We did. Um, okay, but like it's visually impressive as hell. Like it's and then you know there are, like I. I did not so Matrix Resurrection was not awful. I really liked it. I enjoyed it. Like I really unironically liked it a lot. I did too. It but it's nowhere near my favorite film this year. Like it was it is by far the best Matrix sequel. <laughs> um I wanna that, that, like, that's I, not a compliment. <laughs> no, but here I wanna say that like I like I liked the movie a lot. But I, wa- I don't want people going in with high expectations. You know what I mean? Like, you should be expecting a Matrix sequel. Where sometimes things are very blatant and on the nose, and the metaphor is just hitting you over the head. Like, the entire setup in the first act. See, I'm good with that because if there's anything that I've come to realize, especially in the last five years, it's that most audiences are too stupid for subtle metaphors. Well, no, but what I'm saying— Like, I'm sorry, there's there's no point in being—when you're subtle, then it's easy for people to ignore it. What I'm saying is is that, uh, like—what I'm saying is don't expect something complicated and deep. Just have fun. It'll tell you what it's about. I, I think I only disagree in that I think you're underselling it. I honestly do. I, I, I think that there is a lot going on with it that I, I don't I think that there is a lot of I think that there is a lot of deepness conveyed through its blatantness. Anyways, <laughs> either way, it's not our best, um, but we liked it. I don't know. No, that's fair. Again, do you have any honorable mentions you want to mention? 
Raya and the Last Dragon. Hell yeah. That was really good. I, I'm not counting it as high as Luca because I've literally like seen Luca three times. I, I did Raya not, I've only seen once. I so. did not see Raya, but my niece and nephew really liked it. If Raya is the future of digital animation, then I have nothing to worry about because I I don't know if I've ever seen a CG movie look that gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I mean that completely really sincerely. All right. So I think I think we covered the best. Why don't we talk about the turds? Yeah. What were the worst movies that came out in this? Year of Our Lord. I'm putting out, I'm putting forward the last duel just because I'm mad at Ridley Scott. <laughs> Sounds good by me. I didn't, I didn't see even it. watch it because it it I, I, I didn't it see features it. it features a a prominent part of the plot um that is pretty uncomfortable to deal with. Yeah. So so I've never seen this movie. But Ridley Scott can go fuck himself. Um, also, Ridley, millennials are like in their freaking thirties. That you don't even know what you're talking about, dude. By some definitions, I'm a millennial and I'm 41. By some definitions, I'm a Gen X. It it all depends on where they draw the line. But either way, my younger brother, who was born in '82, is a millennial. He's not. These are not young people. No. The the youngins are are the zoomers. Also, Ridley, if you're gonna it it has nothing to do with you know what else was a medieval period drama that's like two and a half hours long that people absolutely glommed onto? Green Knight. No, you just made a movie that doesn't appeal to people. It's okay. Oh, and you made it only available in theaters, you massive turd. It's a pandemic, you dink. And unless you're Spider-Man, people aren't showing up. If you're Spider-Man, people will come because it. it and they it, probably shouldn't still. Yeah, but you know, um, it's it still hap- happened. I'm like, it was so tempting, but I was like, I don't want to die. Spider-Man is not more valuable than your life. I promise. That's what they tell me. Um, but yeah, uh, so real stinkers that came out. What real stinkers? There has to be bad movies that came out. Many movies came out. Like, I don't want to say like The Fast and the Furious because it was exactly what it advertised itself as. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't really be critical of a movie doing exactly what it said it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember the Googling 20, I mean 2021 movies. I mean if we if we're going to go with like uh if we include like straight to video movies, then I think that there's a uh, a pretty strong argument to be made for why in God's name would you make a movie adaptation of uh the Injustice video game, you know? What? Years after it was relevant, and let me tell you, no one, at least no good people, looked at that and were like, that's a good DC story. 
I really want to see Superman murder Lois Lane and turn into a fascist. Actual plot of the mo- of the movie and game. Ugh. Yeah. I I only remember Injustice as the fighting game. Yeah, it was. It was the fighting game. They decided to make a. There was a plot to, it. to it. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a storyline where the Joker hypnotizes Superman so that he murders his pregnant wife and him having murdered Lois Lane makes him kill the Joker and then turn into a fascist. So the DC heroes from that universe get the DC heroes from the main universe to come save them. I just remember the fighty bits. That that's cool. the only part that that's good to remember. <laughs> the only part that's good to remember, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even know they made a freaking movie about that. They that's did. Dumb. They absolutely did. That's really dumb. But it's not surprising because they'll use they'll use any like scrap of a superhero storyline. Because superheroes are popular. Oh my god, when we were talking we about to make good money. movies, we forgot I I didn't mention uh Mitchell's versus the Machines and that's a sin. That is that is really good. That I was a really good that. movie. I loved that. I I, um, I enjoyed that a lot. Um God, I mean like I guess Space Jam came out this year. Oh, yeah. But I didn't, I didn't care see about that, that. cuz the trailer I, made my brain hurt. I didn't care about it enough to be bothered. Didn't care by about it. it. Nope. Um, like I saw a lot of mediocre films that were just sort of okay, like you know the Tomorrow War, and like Infinite that were like just sort of meh. Like, and then there's like the Snyder Cut. That exists. I was wondering when we would come to that. I. I wouldn't put that on on like my bad movie list so much as Jesus Christ, Zach, get out of your own ass and cut two hours. I off feel this like thing. if you want to, here, <laughs> here's the thing: is my thought on the Snyder Cut has been that there is a decent two-hour movie in that. You could there cut is. together a good two-hour movie, but that's not what I had to watch. There easily and, you and being you easily better could have made than, a good two hour movie from it and they and didn't. being better than Joss Whedon's cut of of that film does not make it that it's still on my lower half. Uh God, it's uh I didn't see Tick Tick Boom and I need to change that. Anyway, I um that was decent. Like it's like there's lots of movies that just kind of went under the radar for me. Like, I mean, like that I saw that were just kind of okay. Like Mortal Kombat was a Mortal Kombat movie. It was exactly what it said on the tin, and so I like. What about old? The movie about there the we go. island old. that makes you old. old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see old. I've read I detailed synopsis the, of the, the plot. The concept sounded so dumb. <laughs> And again, what are your thoughts? There are a lot of movies that I just did not care about enough to see. Just at all. 
they didn't pique my interest at all. So it sounds like the worst movie of 2021 is our general sense of apathy towards some of these movies, which means The Last Duel is the perfect movie to pick as our worst movie of 2021. Yep. Although I want to give a uh, shout out, like a, a honorable mention to the uh, the horrifying forty year old man face of uh, the of Dear Evan Hansen. Like, yes, I feel so bad because it right like that act. It's all like that's all makeup and lighting too. Because I if know. you watch him in the Politician, which was not shot that much earlier than that, like it's, and he it doesn't look ancient and weird. Like it's it's all lighting and makeup. Also, like performances in that film are off the weirdness level of like, <laughs> like those same like that same actor has delivered a much better performance thousands of times before in that role. And no, it, I it's believe the director's that, that fault. doesn't mean that the yeah that the no, movie works. Yeah. Like. Oh, I understand. It's so yeah. It's I feel sorry for dear evan hansen ridley scott can go fuck himself nah, I, I'm, I'm fine with that yeah um so that moves us on to our next category of 2021 on tv and that is where we pick out the best new tv series and the worst new tv series the criteria of this category is that it has to be a new show so even if there's a great show if it's been running for more than one season can't take it like we're not going to award it to letter kenny even though i love letter kenny i still got two more episodes left in that new season um i haven't even watched the new season yeah i gotta wait till eric gets a day off i mean it's only six episodes long you know they do their you know two seasons in a year thing Mm -hmm. um but that means so so it's just got to be a show that started in 2021 um to start things off i'm i'm just gonna put it out there loki yep Mm. Strong contender. Strong. I I honestly thought I honestly liked WandaVision more because I I it has an ending. Here's but... the thing. I like WandaVision a lot. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. But I also feel like that once I watched it, I didn't feel like once the story was solved for me. Like once I knew how what was happening, like I felt less of a desire to watch it again. And that's fair. Versus with Loki, like the performances themselves were compelling to keep me like it's there wasn't like a huge like there was I mean there's obviously stuff that gets revealed as episodes go on, but it it wasn't like a like that wasn't what drove me to watch each episode. WandaVision, I kept moving on to the next episode because I wanted to see what was going to happen. Like, I wanted to find out what was actually going on. Versus Loki, I wanted to see what the character was going to do next. No, I get that. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I I enjoyed it, but I wasn't very fulfilled by it at the end yeah. of the day. See, and I liked, I liked both because I like solving puzzles. Hmm. Yeah. And and both did that for me. Yeah, mm. it's. I mean, WandaVision I liked a lot, and I liked you know like especially like getting Cap Dennings' character back and like all this stuff. But it was still it's still surmounted into a third act sky fight. You know. 
I mean, you know, I, I can agree with that, but like the, uh, the themes of grief and how we deal with loss. Yeah. That sticks with me. Like, Oh no, it's what like, is, I, get, I really liked it. No, no, no. I'm yeah. not saying that right, it's, yeah. I'm not saying that it, it, it's, but like at the end of the day, like I can't think of a line from Loki that stuck with me and burned into my soul the way, what is grief if not love persisting? is going to stick with me probably forever. I I get, you know, there's not a single line, but there are single moments that burn to me for Loki. Uh, like, I don't want to spoil it for the people who haven't watched it yet, but there, there are a couple of moments between uh, Loki and Sylvie in, in like the later episodes that like, especially near the end that are mm. a bit of a gut punch. And it's so, I don't know. It's, I, I really I'd like actually here's the thing like all the Marvel shows I thought were really good this year. Um I I enjoyed all of them. You know, it's uh, mm-hmm. Falcon and, like for me to say that Falcon and the Winter Soldier was my least favorite of them is to say that Falcon and the Winter Soldier was really good and I really liked it. I surprisingly really liked Hawkeye, but I think it's just because Haley Steinfeld could like read the dictionary apparently and still be charming. Yeah, Haley Steinfeld's one of my favorite young actresses. Oh my god, they so, just, like I Dickinson season three just wrapped, like just aired the last episode last week, and it's just like, oh, I'm so disappointed I don't get more. Also, it's really weird to like watch like Hawkeye on Wednesday and Dickinson on Friday. Um <laughs> Look at the same week, I I didn't start that her 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 show that started on on Netflix that League of Legends show just because I was mm. like I'm not watching a third Haley Steinfeld show, um at the same I time I haven't I haven't watched that yet I've been meaning to I know um I, again I I really like Haley Steinfeld I like her more when she's interacting with uh, nonverbal yellow creatures and has a uh, stepdad who she doesn't get along with. So like that's, um, that's a bumblebee joke for those gotcha. of you. Who okay, did. that's because was... it's almost the same character arc between Hawkeye and and bumblebee. Well, it's her performance uh, as Emily Dickinson, and Dickinson is fantastic. If you ever feel like booting up the you know five five bucks for a month of Apple TV Plus, it's it's definitely watch. It's thirty episodes long because each of the three seasons is ten episodes long. It's it's on it, the list. It's it's great. It's um, purposely anachronistic language in that show, and uh, it is is very enjoyable. Um, but uh, like so, because so I I really like Hawkeye was actually really really good, partially because Jeremy Renner's performance was actually excellent in his just done with this shit like. <laughs> Jeremy Renner being exhausted and Haley Steinfeld being excited is a phenomenal like combination. I like to watch on screen together. Mm. So, but that said, I like Loki more. Um, so that's why Loki gets my vote for best show. And these have all been Marvel series. I've been talking with again. Do you have any thoughts? I have thoughts. Um, I would like to posit a show that y'all probably haven't watched um, called Shadow and Bone. I did watch that. I loved it. 
I wasn't sure. Um, I didn't get a chance to see it. I thought that it is super, super good. You know, it's the only reason I bring it up is because for some reason I thought that season aired in 2020 and not 2021. No, Shadow and Bone was excellent. I did really enjoy that. Yeah. Um, and I've heard from those who are deeply embedded in the the books of the Grishaverse that, mm. you know, they did a really, really good job translating well, and, the, like, adapting the books. Yeah. And and the performances yeah. are great. I love Ben Barnes as, mm. um, as Kerrigan. Um, yeah. In that. And he's like, you, you might remember him from um, Punisher. Uh, the Netflix Punisher series as uh, kind of the antagonist in that. Um, I forget his character's name in Punisher, but uh, yeah, he plays Jigsaw, Billy Russo, in the Punisher. Um, but yeah, no, it's Shadow and Bone is really good. It's mm-hmm. it's not my favorite show of this last year, but it's it's definitely an an excellent series. Mm-hmm. No disagreement there. And then I have I have some others that are pretty high contenders. Um, Would you say that Shadow on Bone is your is your favorite for this year though? Um, probably. Okay, because I'm just going with we're gonna have three winners. That's that's gonna be. Fun. <laughs> I'm about to say we might have to. I I've got some. Um, mainly because in in how I watched. Um. Loki versus WandaVision versus Shadow and Bone. Um, Loki and WandaVision, we definitely did the, um, like, each watch each episode as it comes out thing. Shadow and Bone, I binged that in a day, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Or, like, two days. It was just, like, I couldn't get enough. Yeah. So. So Shadow and Bone's what your vote is? Yeah. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to Star Trek Prodigy. Also, really good. That was really, really liked good. that. I want to shout out Lupin. Also, really good. Oh yeah, that was the the Netflix mm-hmm. series. Yeah, mm-hmm. Lupin. Yeah, Lup- Lupin was great. Was that in twenty twenty one? Did that premiere? Yeah, I think so. Time is soup. I will uh, da, 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 yeah double check da, that da, January 2021 yeah yeah yep. things that came out in yeah. January feel like they came out last year and it's so weird yeah, yeah. All right. I really liked uh there was a uh a mystery show that was on Hulu that I was I really enjoyed uh which was only murders in the building oh I loved only murders in the building that was so good that's Steve yeah Martin, that was the I look forward to every week Mm-hmm. And then what's her face? Selena Gomez. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, extremely, extremely clever, extremely funny. Um, great mockery of true crime podcast tropes. Gr- yeah, great mockery of true crime podcast tropes. Uh, the interactions between the characters from different generations was really, yeah. really just inspired. Yeah, it's, again, have you seen Only Murders in the Building? I have not, but I have Hulu, so if it's still on oh, there... Oh, it is. It's a Hulu it original series. It's the, the, the premise is that it's three true crime podcast fans who decide to start their own when someone gets murdered in their oh, apartment building. Oh, that's right. Building. That's right. And, I've seen promos for that. And as we, are, as we are podcasters who run a network that does have a true crime podcast on it, 
uh, there's going to be, uh, I know they're doing another episode of Lugan build because there've been updates on that. Um, oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. There's a, uh, <laughs> so like, as, as, as uh, like, as, as we are adjacent to true crime podcasts and, uh, as, as a person who listens to a lot of true crime podcasts, um, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's good. It's really good. Uh, there's a couple other shows that I do want to give shout outs to because I thought they were really quite fun or even quite good. Um, the American remake of uh, the British series Ghosts on oh, CBS. Oh, yeah, that's been I'm, very funny. That was thankfully so good. Like that... the original uh, British version is is extremely funny as well. But the uh, the American oh, remake yeah. did not drop the ball. Which yeah, I'm, I was I'm, pleasantly surprised. By. I'm a huge fan of the original British series because, and you can watch it on HBO Max if you have it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, it the original British series is great, and it's still ongoing. Like there's there there are like three seasons of it, but it's like an ongoing show. So like when they announce the the remake, you always get nervous because like it could be a being human, or it could be a coupling. You know. Uh huh. And uh where I argue that the American being human is a much more cohesive television series than the British being human. I like the British being human. Don't get me wrong, but in the, the, the American being human actually like makes sense as a series in total, instead of constantly having to rewrite your storyline because you lose cast members um, between seasons. Uh, but like uh, go like the American ghost, like I was like, it's genuinely good. Uh, the ghosts are all slightly more attractive than the British counterparts, uh, but overall, it's really good. Um, Star Wars: The Bad Batch. I want to give a shout out to because I really enjoyed that show, and I'm looking forward to another season of it. Um, I ended up coming around on Clone Wars, and it is a really fun Star Wars series that continues to delve into reminding us that the best parts of this series don't involve Jedi. Um, All right. So, so standing by that. So, okay. So I just want to make sure we review our, our best show. So my, I chose Loki. You chose WandaVision, Nick. Or did, uh, actually, I'm going to go with only murders in the building. Oh, okay. That was great. my honest best show. Only murders. I have to change the list. So I tagged this properly in the episode. <laughs> All right. Um, Sorry. And then again, pick shadow and bone. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to move on to the worst new TV series. What is the worst thing that you put on your television this year that was new? Well, if Twitter's to be believed, it's the show I'm most sad got canceled, but I uh, know. No. Oh, yeah, I loved Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy mm-hmm. Bebop goes into my honorable mentions for best new show. It's, mm-hmm. And I'm irritated that it got canceled. It just wasn't my absolute favorite of this year. It's No, it wasn't my absolute favorite either all right uh i mean there's la brea <laughs> that wasn't good it's nbc genre i completely television. forgot a, a superman tv show that i loved came out this year what is going oh god this superman time and is lois super... mm-hmm. that was loved good. it um yeah i'm trying to think of what was bad though I didn't watch a lot of bad TV this year. <laughs> New shows for 2021. 
La Brea is so far my first thought. Um, I didn't watch the Fantasy Island remake. Uh, I didn't watch a lot of these. I, hmm. So the problem is there's like lots of stuff I watched that like it wasn't actually new this year, so like it can't. Yeah. Mm. Like Witcher season two was fan freaking tastic. Oh, it was great. It was so much better than Witcher season one. I I liked Witcher season one, but season two is much stronger. Um, I haven't watched it. You yet. know what? What some people might say, but like I definitely haven't seen it. Would be Squid Game would be up there with some of the best, but. Yeah, but I didn't I also see it. I haven't seen it, so that's I figured that's why. I mean, last year we gave up and gave the the worst to the supernatural finale, even though it wasn't uh, actually a new show. <laughs> um, and I argue that maybe the supernatural finale should be the worst again, just because it was that bad. <laughs> oh, Walker, Texas Ranger. There we go. We're yeah. gonna give it's, it to the it's, the Walker remake. Yeah, Walker. Speaking Walker Texas Ranger. Yep, Walker. Walker is the worst thing ever. It's a show that should not exist. Uh oh. I think there's some strong arguments to be made that the first time we did Walker it should not exist. The first time <laughs> it actually makes sense though. Like it it was, you know, Chuck Norris at the height of Chuck Norris popularity and like you it it, it had a, a clear target demo. Uh, versus the the new one, which is Jared Padalecki, like Chuck Norris. You understand why he's playing Walker. There's Jared Padalecki is just the fucking worst. I'm swearing a lot this episode. I'm sorry, but Jared Padalecki has been a disappointment of as a human being for the last <laughs> year and a half. And here's the thing: his acting is so much worse when it doesn't have Jensen Eccles snarking at him while he says the lines. And the difference is, is like Supernatural, he was reading those lines too earnestly, like with writers who were going to wink at it afterwards versus this is just self-serious schlock. So yeah, no, my worst new TV series vote is Walker. <laughs> I can get behind that. Walker, more like pooper. No, don't, don't. Again, again, do you endorse Walker as the worst new TV series of 2021? I do, even though I've never seen it, just because, like, I don't really have a bad... I don't watch bad TV shows. (laughs) I mean, the most I would do is, like, some, like... I don't know, some like, you know, TLC schlock. Yeah. But I, I didn't. I didn't. This is all Jared Padalecki's fault for a second year in a row. Walker. Walker is our worst new TV series of 2021. <laughs> Nick, take us sure. to Japan. We're 47 minutes into this episode. Okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay, so we're going to uh, look at some things, the best and worst from Japan. A lot of. Uh, thing from Japan is always a fun category. We often look at a lot of anime, and with good reason. This was a really landmark year for anime, and a lot of people would say that there was a lot to choose from, and I'm inclined to agree, be it that 
uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway made not only a good sequel to Shars Counterattack, but a movie about, um, <clears throat> pardon me, a Gundam movie about uh, uh, leftist direct action um, praxis or, um, I don't know, Hideaki Anno spending uh, a decade and hundreds of millions of yen to make an Evangelion finale to remind the audience that he's a wife guy. I loved these things. I loved Dinazenon. I loved so much of this year. But if I honestly had to pick what my best thing from Japan is, it's a little quieter and a little bit more artsy. And it is the anime series Heike Monogatari. Um, it is a really beautiful little anime based on, uh, as the title suggests, the Heike Monogatari or the Heike story or the fall of the Tyra clan, depending on who you talk to. This is a historical novel, um, I guess historical poem, historical novel that like even Japanese grade schoolers are uh, expected to know. And this storyline is lampshaded by the fact that one of the main characters is a little psychic child who already uh, has a grasp of the grisly fates that await the uh, Tyra clan who uh, takes this young one in after... Um, after her guardian is brutally killed in the street. It's really pretty to look at. It doesn't look typically anime, and almost every episode has a shamisen solo in it, which uh, is extremely powerful and very good. My vote for best thing from Japan this year is Heike Monogatari. I have no idea how to write that down. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I will spell it, but I'm afraid Vink's kids will hear me and tell me that I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> H E I K E for Hey K. And, uh, Mono Gatari is M O N O G A T O R I. Thank you. Because I have it's to, streaming I, on I, Funimation and it's very good. I have to write. I write. I actually like write down what all of our best and worst of every year, in case we have to look it up later. So you know, it's. Oh yeah, I understand. And I, I'm just in this category. Got to quietly sit back and not talk because I haven't been paying attention to any of this out of Japan. I've been paying attention to you, just not, you know. Genjamin, did you have any uh, titles that you want to shout out? I, did. I have more, but I want to give you a chance to. <laughs> My favorite is Shaman King because I really like Shaman King. <laughs> I haven't seen the Shaman King remake yet. Is it's? I can okay. spell that. Yeah, I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna say I'll give you a really easy one. Um. So. I grew up with, um, what was it, Four Kids or Fox Box? Fox the Saturday, Box. Yeah, yeah. The, with the Fox Box version. Um, <laughs> and so, like, this one's a little, I have to get used to it, but it follows, it follows the manga um, mm. pretty much. 
I think they both technically do, but this one is better at it. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really like Shaman King. That's all. Totally understandable. <laughs> like, that's it. I'm just um, like, that's I, the recent and because otherwise I'd say Devil Band, but I'm watching it. I'm watching the 1973 version, so that doesn't count. Nice. Uh, I, I also, uh, I've heard nothing but good about, uh, Odd Taxi and Ranking of Kings. I just haven't had a chance to watch either of those yet. Um, I imagine that they're good. Um, not new, but the Fruits Basket finale turned me into a sobbing mess. So, like, that's, that's a compliment, believe it or not. Um... <laughs> And, uh, yeah, this was, uh, oh, and, uh, Forest Dinozenon, the sequel to Gridman was really fun. And it, uh, it was a, a highlight of my week. Oh, and, and of course, uh, Godzilla singular point, uh, someone got theoretical physics in my Godzilla and I love it. You got Godzilla in my theoretical physics. You got theoretical physics in my Godzilla. That's the anime. <laughs> it's, it's way more fun than it sounds but it's uh it's very um uh gremlin millennials talk about theoretical physics the godzilla series um that's what she said <laughs> uh then uh yeah, so that was uh I I think that that is a strong pick as well, Gen. I just haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Yeah, no, that's fine. I fully endorse both of your picks. <laughs> um for worst thing from Japan, uh I'm going to be honest, I'm really tempted to say that there were two more Roroni Kenshin movies. Not because the Roroni Kenshin movies have been bad, but because all of them have been uniformly good. I just don't want money to go to a pedophile. Um, True fact. But I, I think the actual worst thing from Japan has to be X-Arm the series. Um, Is if that you guys... just the letter X dash e -X. arm? Oh, yeah. yeah. See, that's why I asked. Yeah, okay, yep. X-Arm uh, the series. X-Arm is amazing because it was uh, directed by a guy whose um, entire resume was uh, doing uh, pickup work. Not like the full work, but like helping with, uh, um, with cutscenes from From Software games. Almost none of the staff had experience in anime. And uh, they made a series that was done entirely in CG. The character models are not reflecting against each other well. Most of them can't emote with their faces. And probably my favorite thing of all, which is saying something because the show is just a glorious mess, is that um, like characters kissing, usually two women kissing, is like a main thing with the plot. And aside from just kind of being skeezy, they couldn't rig the faces to kiss, 
So there's just a white light over the two people's mouths so you don't have to see. What? So you don't have to see that they can't rig the faces. (laughs) It's beautiful. Well, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Again, this was a year with phenomenal and artsy anime and a, a mainstream robot-selling series made a thing about anarchist leftist praxis, and then meanwhile, over here is X-Arm, and they can't even rig faces to kiss each other. Absolute beauty. Just a disaster. That's that's amazing. My favorite part was the director declared war on all other sci-fi anime before the series came, came out. What? Like, that's how he <laughs> said it. That's how he said it. <laughs> what? <laughs> amazing. Just amazing. <laughs> I... Okay, I, I don't think we need to come up with anything else for that category. Nope, we're bad. good. Yeah, we're good. Again, take we're us to video good. games. This year in video games. Honestly, it was a pretty good year for video games. We got a lot of really good stuff, a lot of really fun stuff, a lot of diverse stuff. Um, I'm going to do kind of two different ones because I, I honestly don't play a lot of video games. I just like a lot of video games. I'm really bad at video games. So I just like to watch people play video games, if that is okay. It is. I decided. Ha ha ha. Okay, so um, <laughs> my my top for games that I have actually played is uh, a little indie game called Minute of Islands. Hmm. And it is available on Steam right now. Um, you should get it. You should play it. It's great. It is absolutely just haunting and and atmospheric and gorgeous and c- kind of creepy and, oh, yes, good. Um, I think for, I think my top game of the year, ugh. I think I'm going to have to go with Resident Evil 8 Village. Ooh. Such a good game. Pick. Such a good game. Very so good much fun. Pick. Such, like, such... Ah, it's so good. It's so good. Um, and then some of my, my highlights are going to be um, the Animal Crossing DLC, because I can't really put that as... Uh, top because it's just part of a new game it's basically um the dlc is just like in here's interior design the game (laughs) just design the insides of people's houses yeah have fun and i love that um nothing wrong with that other uh, um a couple notable games are gonna be um five nights at freddy's security breach Wow. Like, holy crap. What a a departure from, like, you look at the very first game, and then you look at this, and it's amazing. It's freaking mind-blowing how far it's come. Like, really good. Really well done. Um, It Takes Two, 
probably the best co-op game of the year. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. And yeah, that's that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, and then last for kind of my, my highlights is Inscription. Really freaking cool game. Really cool game. It is a um, strategy card game with... Oh, here come the plows. <laughs> there go the plows. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, Inscription. It is a strategy card game um, with plot and secrets and story and so much more. It's really, really cool. So there's my little, I don't know, however minutes long rant of my highlights of video games this year. Okay. Wow. I'm going to agree with you on Resident <laughs> Evil 8 uh, for best, for just yeah. being, a yeah, just a standout. Um, I, I want to give a quick shout out to Metroid Dread. Yes. Uh, we still got it. Metroid fans. It takes forever, but we still get it. Um, also how weird it was that for the first time in a while, not just fighting games, but 2d fighting game, people were eating, were really eating good this year. Mm. Like we got guilty gear strive and a yeah. U.S. release of a melty blood game, which is absolutely ludicrous to me oh and i would be remiss to not mention um halo infinite i have friends who are big halo fans and they are ranting and raving about this iteration so hmm, fair yeah good for them good for them <laughs> i agree all right so it looks like our best game nominations are minute of islands and resident evil 8 oh okay. you can just put resident evil 8 okay as the very top. I want to make sure. Yep. No, that's fine. So Resident Evil 8 is the best. What is the worst game to come out this year? And I, I have I have an opinion and a contender, and that is Popeye. There's a Popeye game? That's how what? bad it is. So oh. <laughs> it's, uh, it is three effective. It's like in many ways supposed to be like a successor to the NES game. But it's like three looping levels where uh, you avoid Bluto or you avoid uh, collect hearts or you avoid a vulture and collect hearts. That's the whole game. And it loops infinitely um, mm. across three levels full of pre-bought assets. And it really looks like a game that was created to keep the license. This is like the Roger Corman's Fantastic Four of video games. Only mm. they actually put it out for sale. On the Nintendo Switch. And hopefully it won't be better than Popeye games that are made later. Uh, yeah, unlike Roger Corman's Fantastic Four. I, that's a tough debate to say which of the Fantastic Four movies. I'll take the Roger Corman one over any of the ones that were actually released any day. I'm completely serious right now. I don't know. Anyways, uh... But there's also GTA Definitive Edition. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm gonna throw my I'm gonna throw my vote behind GTA Definitive Edition because wow, 
that costs way more money, so maybe that should be the... Wow. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll, I'll switch my vote to GTA Definitive Edition. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it. I don't even know why, but... They, it's a remake of like the GTA games from the PS2. Only uh, they uh, got so much wrong. Like first off, just the the uh, new character models are ugly. But like they upscaled the text on buildings with AI oh, no. and got the words wrong. Like oh, spelling no. of words, like basic. Like if anyone had proofread anything, um, it's just like a worse version of the GTA series. <laughs> like you're better off buying the PS2 games. <laughs> But but they also removed the uh, the original versions from any digital stores. Oh, so, yeah, like, that too. The old yeah. versions oh. are gone. Yeah, they used to be can, out you can there. Only play this bad yeah, oh. so you can't play the original versions anymore, and uh, wow. you can only play the shittier version. And like wow. they removed some cheats. They yeah, it's yeah. It's... Okay, I'm all for it. All right. Yep, that's the worst. That moves us on to what is norm- normally the fifth category of our stuff. But it's a little hard this year, so we talk about conventions as our fifth category. And, um, like, the criteria for our best convention of a year is usually uh, the best convention that we went to. Um... I've got yeah. one. I've got one. <laughs> I've actually got one. Oh my god, Gen, what do you have? I virtually attended Evercon. Ah. And it was actually great. Well, they had so much fun playing virtual games with people. And and like the way that you signed up for games and like had they did your schedule and like it was all it worked beautifully like it was fine and it was fun yay evercon evercon does it again somehow evercon wins evercon has won this category quite a few times we like Uh, evercon we like evercon a lot a lot uh the worst con is usually then the worst con of the uh of the year and we don't have to have gone to it um, I I want to award this to um, any con that didn't enforce COVID protocols, yep. which there were many. Agreed. That is, <laughs> yeah. You know who you are. If you went there, you saw people not wearing masks. There's more than one of you. They did not, you know, require vaccination or negative COVID tests. There were many of you. Y'all suck. I I feel like cons are like Spider-Man in that they're good, but they shouldn't kill people. Well, I mean, that's... I'm bringing it to the joke from earlier in the episode. (laughs) Okay, okay. I'm, I'm just saying that, like... I, I don't know if that's necessarily like I mean specific, specifically about Spider-Man like it's about the Spider-Man movie which people are also apparently willing to risk their lives for that okay that that's true I guess you know as you're talking about as the franchise I was talking about as the person and I was like I mean I guess Peter Parker doesn't kill people in fiction but like I don't know if that's 
something that makes him stand out amongst superheroes. No, no, I was talking about the yeah, no, the, 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 the the release of the film, the franchise, which it seems right. like a lot of people are using the same logic that they to go see that as they did to see, to go to cons, which is not thinking about if they will, you know, die. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. What's well, a little death for you know a couple hours of fun, right? I know. I mean, YOLO. Maybe you guys are right. <laughs> you ought to look out. All right. So, <laughs> anyways, speaking of looking out, again, we have something in the mailbag this month. We do. It. We have a letter from our good, good friend Archivize. Thank you, Archivize. The subject is CU Daishokan. Here's the message. Hey, nerds who often wear ties. It's been a while since I've written in. Life moves faster and faster each day, but I still try to listen in when I can. The last episode in particular hit home, as I'm sure it did for many folks with Daisho shutting its doors. I echo a lot of Gen's thoughts about the con becoming more an annual of an annual hangout than a convention for my group of friends, especially now that I live so far away. I have a lot of great memories of the con, but it does pain me to know it became so poisonous to so many people I love. It was high time names were named in what caused the failure of that convention, and I for one greatly appreciate Nick sharing his experience, as I know it is one of many. I'm sad to see it go but I suspect there's a number of college students right now getting together in their dorm or on Zoom talking about how much they loved the convention that is no more and how cool it would be if they started their own convention. That, I truly believe, is the legacy of Daishokan. Stay well, and I wish you all the best fortune in the future. Also, hey Shameless, we need to hang out and play Escape from Aliens in Outer Space again. So much fun! <laughs> <laughs> Signed Archimize. So um I I don't know if uh the listeners can fully grasp how much weight that particular piece of fan mail has for me. Um I mean like full disclosure of course Archimize is one of my closest friends. Um we, we were uh uh, we stood at each other's weddings. So, like, this isn't exactly, like, uh, uh, someone who I'm not especially close to. This is someone I'm very close to. But uh, Archimaeus, for people who don't know him, is someone who is very good at controlling his temper and his temperament. And when... In a lot of ways, he is, when I feel like I can't trust my conscience, I would consult him. So him saying that names needed to be named, that's no small thing for me. That says a lot. And, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I really love the idea, and I hope it's true, um, of... of college students getting together and saying hey we should start a convention because 
like that, that would be nice. That, that's that's what I, I mean, did. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how. I mean, at least two conventions we know of started, <laughs> possibly more, probably more. Um, but but I hope. I mean, I also hope that like the dream doesn't die. Like the dream of like running a convention, having a space where mm. all your friends can come hang out, you know, and get together and like, oh my gosh, we could have this room where like we show, we like just watch anime together. We're going to have this room of like artists and vendors who like sell anime merch. That'd be so cool. And we'd get guests who are on anime. Oh my gosh, anime. <laughs> and so on and so forth. It yeah. was a really magical thing to be um to to be part of and yeah. Uh mostly I'm just invested to know what happens with this escape from aliens in outer space, you know, game. <laughs> that happens. Yeah. Like that's, I need yeah. to know what happens there. Um yeah. Do they escape from the aliens in will, outer space? Will Shameless and Archimise play the game? What will happen when they play the game? What will result? I need to know. I need the update, Archimise. Yep. I expect to hear from you. All right. Uh, that should move us on to the <laughs> Vomit Hat Steve Challenge. The Vomit Hat Challenge. Challenge is the part of the show where I read a line from a book, and the challenge to you, the listener, is to guess what book it's from. Why is it called the Vomit Hat Steve Challenge? Go back to, like, episode two and find out. It's not important. Uh, I have been reading from the same book for a while, and it has been guessed, finally. Um, Cheesy McDamu did guess correctly that it was Thud by Terry Pratchett, a Discworld novel. Um so yay. Now, if you were to guess correctly, you would get included in the Hall of Awesome like Cheesy McDamu mm -hmm. is. The benefits of the Hall of Awesome are as follows. One, we put your name on the secret webpage on our website that you can find if you dig hard enough. Two, I list your name aloud every episode of the podcast. Three, I will secretly make a macaroni sculpture of your face and put it in the corner of my room. And then I will stare at it at two in the morning, wondering oh. when. When I don't like this anymore. Anyways, <laughs> the current members of the Hall of Awesome are as follows: Archimedes, Zero, Rena, and Ascenti, Cheesy McDamley, Krista, Slithery D, Shameless Otaku, The Random Ramblings Man, Court Fan, Capito, Chris Graham, Lily Soares, Paper Godzilla, Cavsy, The Minnesota Librarian, Sean Orange, Keith Shuzu, Sakura Sunset, Joel Kreisman, Patrick Delahanty, Wonderland Hearts, and Megzi Sass Council. Now, we are beginning a book anew, or I should say just a different book. I don't know. It's honestly, we've done this so many times that I might accidentally grab a book we've done before, but it's a book that we're doing now. All right. Almost immediately, he was as drenched as those who had just come out of the rain. If you know what book that's from, go to nerdtie.com slash contact and fill out the formy form and tell me. Tell us and, you know, make your guess. Or, you know, take that form and write us a letter like Archimides did. Give us your hopes, your dreams, your thoughts. What are mm -hmm. your choices for best and worst of the year? What what series or movie or incredible thing did we forget to talk about in this episode that came out in 2021 that you really want us to know about? 
write us, tell us, give us your thoughts and your opinions because we want to hear from you, the listeners. And again, shameless arguments. You have to tell us what happens with that video game. Mm-hmm. We need to know. We need we we need it. It's we need closure. We need it. Anyways, we should probably get out of here. <laughs> Thank you, uh, everyone, for listening to another month's edition of Nerd and or Ty. Uh, as always, I am Nick Izumi. I'm Trey Dorn. I'm Gen Proc. And remember, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, on which Apple Podcasts, I guess, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere that you can find a podcast. And please rate and review us on places like Apple Podcasts. It really does help us in the algorithms. You can follow the show on social media. We are Nerd and Tie on Twitter. We are Facebook.com slash Nerd and Tie. Um, also, uh, remember, we're part of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. And in uh, in January here, we've got campaign two of Stormwood and Associates premiering. It's uh, the same great cast for that, you know, 130 episodes that have already happened, but brand new characters and a brand new situation and city. Uh, and, and that is starting here in January at nerdentai.com slash Stormwood. It's an actual play podcast. It's super fun. And all the performers on it are intelligent and very attractive. It's true. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Demonstrable. Um, yeah. And remember, you can support the show by either sponsoring an episode or contribute to our legal fund at uh, gofundme.com slash nerdandtie, or you can contribute to us directly. Um, uh, my Patreon is patreon.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. Nick's Patreon is patreon.com slash nickazumi. And Gen sells stuff as Ocelot Dude Designs on Etsy. And yeah, am I forgetting yep. anything? Nick, say your catchphrase. I was trying to cue hey. you up. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you said, are you forgetting anything? I didn't. Well, I think people shouldn't forget to keep on spocking in the free world. Have a great. Glad, enjoy the remaining days of 2021. They are at <laughs> an end. 2022 is here, though. And so comes the darkness.